0: Welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, usually I'm joined by uh, Sean, but uh, the recording time, he wasn't available today. But we have a very special episode with an interview with the legendary Mark Henry. Mark Henry joins us today talk a lot about AEW and uh, leaving WWE and so much stuff. If you're new to the podcast, by the way, thanks for joining us. We are Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat, and you can find us in any of your podcast apps by searching ESPR Wrestling. You can also find us on a couple of different radio station websites, as we're FM99s and 106.9 The Fox's only wrestling podcast, and you can find us at 106.9thefox.com or FM99.com under the Media tab. You can do that, you can follow us on social media at ESPR99. We have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, and also... You can email us if you want to go old school, ESPR, at FM99.com. So without further ado, let's talk to the legendary Mark Henry. How are you? I'm doing
1: great, man. How are you?
0: I, I, I'm fantastic, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, AEW is, is just on fire. You guys are uh, coming to Chartway Arena on Wednesday, November 17th, and uh, the, the full gear pay-per-view was amazing. Uh, what 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 is the feeling in that locker room co- coming off this event? I mean, did you guys like? Did everybody know like they crushed it this weekend? Like, how how's the feeling going in that locker room?
1: Confidence. That's that's the the, the best word that I can describe. Everybody is so highly confident. They know that uh, that we're putting out the best product that you can find on television. As it relates to pro wrestling, and it's building momentum.
0: That you know, it's always where that building momentum term has been. uh, I you hear that a lot in wrestling, but is that something that is, I guess, like a kind of like a real thing that happens in the locker room, not just on screen? You know, with somebody winning and building momentum, but is that a true thing that happens backstage?
1: You know, I I think it's in all sports, in all business. Uh, You. Build up a standard. And then once that standard is established, living up to that standard. And then the competition of who gets the accolades, who wants to do the most. And, um, I think that AEW, uh, let's, let's go has kind of been the, the, the rallying cry. But I think it really should be more, um, not not so much let's go, but let's continue.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense, uh, especially with how things have been going as of late. And, and it's great, too, because we, we're getting a show in Norfolk now coming off the heels of a pay-per-view. Uh, you know, there's going to be some things continuing, some new storylines coming up. Uh, what, has been, what was your favorite you know, storyline for the last couple of months going on in AEW? Was it Adam Page and just coming back and defeating Kenny Omega? Or uh, what, what did you like?
1: You know what? That was definitely one of my favorites. Um, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Um, the You know, a 15-year story is hard to build. Yeah. It's very difficult. And they were able to seamlessly um, come together over a short period of time and make that mean something to everyone in the audience. And the AEW fan base, really ate it up. I mean, 15 years, it's hard to do. Yeah. I, and yeah, and I, there, was, there was a lot of emotion in it.
0: I, I never thought uh, there'd be the day since CM Punk came out to All Eat, uh Wrestling that I would see him getting booed. Did that surprise you? No, no. I
1: mean, a lot of it is um, even good people are wrong. <laughs> and um, I think that it would be very easy for Punk to—he extended his hand to Eddie because they got it all out. But Eddie was not ready to give CM Punk, you know, that completion. Mm-hmm. I think that in Norfolk, the the we're, we're gonna—it's not gonna go away because now you have CM Punk. Who's extended his hand to a man and and said, Okay, win lose a draw, I respect you. And he didn't accept it. So it's we all gotta accept our things on our own time, right? So I think that in Norfolk, hopefully, uh CM Punk will address it again and Eddie will like kind take that conversation and let's get some completion out of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's been great so far. Now I'm, I'm wondering where, the, where it's going to go next. So the, this has been enjoyable for sure. And isn't that
1: a wonderful thing that you have something that you just don't know what's next? Yes. And you you feel this excitement and the AEW fans, um, you you look out into the audience. If you're in that audience, you get more than pro wrestling. You get more than the entertainment of a show. You, there's a camaraderie with the fans sitting there going, this is ours. We, this, this belongs to us. And in pro wrestling, the crowd is, is, is probably the most important element because when you're hurt, when you're tired, when you, when you feel like, you know what, maybe I'm not doing my part. The crowd gives you that extra boost and says, no, no, we we want this. Like, give it to us. And uh, we allow our fans, we allow our crowd to dictate the show. And they're our boss.
0: What was – and you may have already answered this question, but what was your decision – to come to AEW, what 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 tipped the scales and said Mark Henry is going to be all elite? You know what the youth
1: movement um, and seeing a place where you can dig in and help the future. Everybody wants to be remembered. I, I, I more than anybody thrive on competition, and I am a glory hound. Like I I want to be acknowledged for doing things, and that's why I've been a world champion in three things that have nothing to do with each other and a national champion uh three times in another. It's like I, I believe that you need to have uh things that you charge into and that you leave your mark. And I, I knew that I could leave my mark in AEW. Uh Also, I wanted to work on the executive side and – I hadn't got that opportunity and now I got doing that and loving it.
0: Yeah, biggest thing on the business that uh that you had no wrestling. is there something you're that you're like Yeah, this was like that.
1: Uh, more the production and I always the production, but I really wanted to do announcing I never had any ambition uh broad on that side. And man, I really like what do. I uh, am here of the crowd, uh, I do pre the talent. The crowd loves you too.
0: You spoke about the commentary for a while on Rampage. Away, is there any reason for changes, or are you just working?
1: You know, I just roll all that that play and for in the ring. And to see Jericho is good, and is good um doing that because they're still in and bot needs to be
0: with the ring. Uh, you're talking about coming on, who's who since now? There's somebody maybe we haven't seen that uh, um, yet, or MJF was somebody that we really, who's been phenomenal in a laugh or so, but is there somebody easily stepping up or that we should bigger things for?
1: Oh, man, as uh, Dante Martin, uh, Will Hobbs, uh Lowe. Uh, I don't know last week, but, man, um, killed it. Like, it's good to have him back. Um, young people... Darby Allen, Dar Darby, it's hard to put. Uh, Last week, before uh, you know, Darby MJF, horns, Darby audience, with and he most crowd to move up, Moses parted the red like that. Don't you security in man? They love and that power that just don't have. And Darby is is one to really see him being the guy
0: one. Uh, there's a lot I see like a young Jeff Hardy in this guy, just with uh, the charisma has and that he does, and I can't believe he's doing. It. <laughs> well, he he's
1: some other material. <laughs> <laughs> that must yeah. If I did any that I would do, I would be in a wheelchair.
0: Um, yeah, the 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 body and the the thing in the parking lot. I, I just I worry about that. You know, he's got a future, and I don't want to see. By by, take of some risks, but man.
1: But you know what, man? Um, if you, there's you to go to see you did everything that you to make a success. I did it. Other professional have they put their body on, it. and like you, you're working. For, and I think that with that.
0: Yeah, because because there's nobody right now, and it's definitely it's definitely has. All right, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I guess the internet, uh, people. Uh, like to give Tony Khan a heart for a downplay wrestling company. How's, and you know, what business?
1: Tony calls. Conversation that I've had was an hour long about old school. And I said, man, I'm going to stump you one of these days. <laughs> and I've yet to stump him. And he knows wrestling. Um, and when you're passionate about something, you're gonna get naysayers, you're gonna get haters, you're gonna get people that question whether or not you're qualified for something. I'm sure that at some point in your career somebody questioned why did you get the job and that's the way it always is. But you know what it what happens in that case? It's because you had success. Success is, is is the thing that everybody strives for but doesn't attain. And when they don't go your way, now you got to question the next guy. So, Tony's doing his job. There's a book called The 48 Laws of Power. And I think it's like 17 uh 15, one of the teams says, you don't have enemies, get some. And that's through success and that's through work ethic and tony has that in groves the
0: uh the locker room how does this locker room how does he work with the locker room and how is it different from where he've been in the past tony lets
1: the locker room be the locker room tony tony runs it from the top and you know when when you respect the the top and you respect the opinion of the top and it's good ideas. It's it's hard to argue with that.
0: <laughs> who who is the uh, like the locker room leaders in this? Is it, is it Cody or I mean, is it? I, I'm assuming the veterans. Uh, is it the young bucks? Is it Kenny?
1: You know what? It's a collective. Uh, you you named a lot of people. Um. But there's also good mentorship, uh, Frankie Kazarian, um, you know, you, you have Billy Gunn in that locker room, locker room. There's, there's the Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, like, you know, Tully Blanchard, like you have all these brilliant masters psychologists in the locker room. And how could you not? have a stable environment, not saying that the world is perfect because the world's not perfect, but this is as close to it as I've been in a long, long time.
0: You know, you bring up a really good point, Mark, um, matching those names. Cause when they, when they were signed with AEW, you know, people, some, you know, maybe the younger fans were like, why are these guys there? And I'm thinking like, well, maybe they're in a manager role on screen, but I know, you know, backstage, either they're producing or they're mentoring uh, their training, coaching, maybe on the promos or whatever else, is that that's something that I think was missing from the business. Maybe NXT had that at one time when Dusty was there and everything. Um, yeah. But uh, but th- but that that does create so much in the locker room. What have the start when you arrived? What was like questions that they asked you when you were working with these stars? The uh, the guys.
1: number one thing that uh, guys asked me is.
0: How do how do I get over?
1: And getting over with the crowd is a is an art. It's taught. It's, it don't just happen. There's a bunch of things that you have to do to make people love you. You have there's a, there's things that you have to do to make people hate you. Um, learning those things is paying attention and uh, sticking to the plan because. If you deviate from it, then very likely you'll confuse the crowd. MJF, he doesn't confuse the crowd. <laughs> they that he is there to make them hate him. He's not gonna come out and shake hands with somebody. Like he knows his role. And once you can teach people, hey, this is what's going to happen. I know it. I've seen it. Weather the storm. Eventually, every, all of this will happen. And 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 people see it start to happen, and they go, "Wow, man, I can't believe it was just that simple." Stick to the format. Stick to the plan. And that and that's what they're doing.
0: Great it, job. It, yeah, you can you bring up a good point because it's hard sometimes for wrestlers. To make a connection, and then you want that connection to happen, and then maybe it's there. Then maybe somebody pulls the rug out because either they're impatient or they have different ideas. It's MJF um, is a good point because that's a guy that um, they let him do his thing, and uh, you know he keeps it real outside the ring, which I love too.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of people that they're impatient, and we we preach patience. Like it may sometimes it take a year. It, some of the, some of the things that are going to be the greatest thing that you ever seen won't materialize till next year, maybe the middle of the year, because people get it at their own rate. And, and MJF is a young guy; he was able to get it very young, but he's also been exposed at a young age to the world of entertainment. Everybody has not had that luxury. So now we have guys that are sitting there watching and paying attention and getting good tutelage, and the best is yet to come. This is a young company, two and and a half years. (laughs) You're right. What's going to happen in five years?
0: I I wondered that, and I do wonder about about the roster because there's a lot of stars on this roster now, and I know, you know, Uh, With the Ring of Honor, uh, and you guys uh, picking up uh, Jay Lethal, Uh, great signing, by the way. Um, There are other other people out there. You said so. Yeah, I, I, I I was like, I was worried because I know there's a lot of those guys are out there, and to see him show up on Saturday, oh man, I, I am happy for that guy. That guy is underrated in this business, and and he has a chance to finally show. You know what he can do? I think to a, to a larger audience.
1: Yeah, he, he's extremely talented. He's got that the same kind of chops that MJF has. Um, he's multifaceted um, and an unbelievable wrestling psychologist. Yeah, no wasted movement. He, there's nothing that he does for no reason. There's everything has a purpose, and that's that's what I think his. One of his things is to show the younger people what that looks like. So Tony's doing a masterful job of bringing brilliant, brilliant psychologists and guys that can help teach by example. Uh, Some of us have to teach because, you know, just using our wits, because our bodies have gave out on us. Um, But you have somebody like a Dustin Runnels who is still out there. Yeah. You know, Billy Gunn, fifty eight years old, still out there. And now you bring in a Jay Lethal who's, you know, that same elk. And uh I'm I'm just really happy with the people that Tony has brought in, uh, because they're all there designed for a purpose.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I'm happy for him. Um and I don't know who else from, you know, Ring of Honor. I know everybody's uh, you know available I, I guess or whatever the deal is right now, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know some of them can land uh in AEW. Well, since you've been there and, and there's been some new signings, is it kind of like a happy reunion of sorts to work with some guys again, uh, you know, or just to meet them again with uh, Brian Danielson or the C Punk we probably haven't seen in years w- or even uh, Christian Cage. What what is that like just to see those faces again?
1: Well, I mean, just because I hadn't seen him on TV didn't mean I didn't see him. That's a good point. I, I've, I've kept in contact, you know, with my guys. And um, I just, you know, it's, it's just, it's uh, walking down the hallway is just a treat uh, to be able to see those faces and re- have recall of stories and things that happened. And uh, I, I, I lost the world championship to Brian Jameson uh so like there's there's a lot of history and i just think there's going to be more of that the uh hopefully the future of the business um remembers now you know the future has is dependent upon the history mm-hmm. i think that uh that's going to be uh all of these guys coming in right now is going to really be a bonus all these young people in the next two to five years.
0: Absolutely. When, uh, I know when speaking of the time when uh, uh, Brian Danielson uh, beat Beecher for the championship, I always remember the one night where they had all the champions in the ring and the crowd kind of hijacked the moment and you acknowledged uh, Brian Daniels. Did you, did you get any heat for that, for kind of raising his hand when that crowd was uh, going nuts that one night?
1: <laughs> no. No, I... I, I... Um, everything has a purpose, and sometimes it's impromptu. And when you do something that's impromptu and is rewarded to you by the reaction of me raising his hand, uh, I don't think that that nobody's going to say anything when stuff goes right. Yeah. (laughs)
0: It was a great moment. I'm just thinking, like, wow, I hope he, you know, they don't say something to him afterwards because it definitely fit the moment and it made the crowd happy. And then they got him on the other things for that moment.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure that um, Daniel did not feel like that that was a slight. That was a good thing.
0: Yeah, I, I never thought it was either. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought you were kind of acknowledging him in the crowd, kind of like, yes, you know, this guy's. Yeah, somebody
1: it took somebody great to beat me. Yeah, and why would I not give acknowledge somebody that was great, especially great enough to defeat me?
0: Yep. When you when you uh, left uh, last year, uh, I know you retired and everything else. But or uh, when did you know it was time to go?
1: Um, when when I couldn't do what I wanted to do, uh, when I felt like I was. Uh, able to, to to give and not get the opportunity to give the way that I felt like I should. And it was complete. I didn't get run out There was like, I left because was
0: happening and I wanted to be able to. Did you hear anything that you tell them what you were Oh, yeah.
1: When they had every option to have me do what they But that's not what they were doing at the moment. You know, you see that they're not Doing a lot of hiring, they're doing more releasing than anything. Yeah. So,
0: well, I, and yeah. I wondered that, like, if, if their roster was too large years ago, and you know, they, and they don't have anything for everybody, or maybe it's a youth movement, the next they want to do. Is it? I, and I, I guess, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like the exact reason why you said, but is it like they seem to be okay with like letting you want to go, you know, AEW, or you want to go? They seem to be fine with that. Is there any reason why they don't have a choice?
1: They, they don't, don't own people. They they employ them while that is good for them. If they feel like that's not what they want, then that's not what they want. I mean, I don't um, particularly spend a lot of my time thinking about what's going on over there. Yeah, that makes sense. I spend most of my time focusing on how am I going to help somebody today, tomorrow, next week, next year at AEW.
0: You got any Norfolk memories?
1: Man, I've, I've had so many uh, great memories that everything will start to run together. I'll say, "Oh, that happened in Richmond." Oh, that happened. That, I, I, man, I've been hitting the head a lot too.
0: Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, you, uh, I saw that you when you when you that unfortunate day comes, but you have pledged to donate your brain to CTE research. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: You know what? Uh, I really do feel like that, you know, the world will be better from a study standpoint and, um, there's not a lot of understanding about the, what really makes the brain work as such a complicated, um, you know, piece of equipment for lack of a better term. Um, it's a brain for, for Christ's sake. Um, you you have to study it in order to know what to do with people in the future. And it's just one of the things that even after
0: me being gone,
1: I'll still be helping. And uh, I just think about stuff like that.
0: Mark, you're an amazing individual, and uh, I could talk to you all day, but I know you got to get on the plane. I bet you could, but you're not. <laughs> I want to plug one more time. You're coming to the town, AEW All Elite Wrestling. Wednesday, November 17th, you've had a great career, and um, I've always wanted more from you in your speech with that suit. and John Cena uh, was one of the best ever.
1: <laughs> well, I've been blessed, man, to be in good opportunities and have good opportunities, and uh, it takes talent to deliver, and I've been blessed with some of that. So uh, it's only right to share
0: it with everybody. That is great. Great words to close out on. Mark, thank you so much. All right, man. God bless. Right, take care. Bye-bye. He was fantastic. And that, that's been somebody that I, I've seen since their debut back in the WWF days in the 90s. And uh, here he is now working with AEW. Great things ahead for Mark Henry. And such a smart guy for the business as well. He gets it. And I love that. Hope you enjoyed that. And you can check out other interviews we've done recently. We've had Paul Heyman on the show. That was a previous episode. We've had uh, Seth Rollins, The Miz has been on the show. Heck, even Drew Carey made an appearance on ESPR. Check out our previous episodes to so search ESPR Wrestling and any of the podcast apps that you use. You can find us under the Media tab at F99.com and to foxcom Of course, our tw- uh, Twitter and Facebook at ESPR99. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We'll be a previewing Survivor Series later on this week. So make sure whatever you got going on, you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat.